At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Roto World's Round Ball Stew. I am Matt Straub. It is Monday, October 31st. Some call it Halloween. And today we are going to be rounding up some takeaways from the weekend, some waiver wire leftovers, and some potential players we are considering dropping as we get into week three of this NBA season. I'm joined by Jared Johnson and Steve Alexander. And let's just start quickly. Doctor, any plans for this Halloween? Oh, me? Uh, no. Yeah, yeah. I'm taking my, no. taking, my, taking my kid to the orthodontist. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I have four kids and the lady at the orthodontist, when she made the, I remember when we made the appointment, she goes, Ooh, his next appointment is on Halloween. Is that going to be a problem? I was like, no, he's 16. He's the youngest one. Nobody cares about Halloween. Wow. <laughs> Tough. We're done. Tough. We're Tough. out. Jared, Jared, are you out on Halloween as well? You don't have kids, right? So you're, mm-hmm. what, what, what do you, what do you do on Halloween? Uh, well tonight I'm working. <laughs> okay. So, All right. Yeah. That'll be my Halloween. But, okay. But you, yeah. All right. So thrilling, thrilling Halloween plans for both of you guys. Uh, <laughs> going to do some trick-or-treating with the kids here. So I'll keep you guys posted on how that goes. It's going to be great. Let's get into this. Uh, we're going to start with the injury updates. I want to start with some encouraging news because it's not all encouraging. We have what appears to be an encouraging Devin Vassell update for whatever it's worth. This is via Tom Osborne. I think I mistyped Osborne in the San Antonio Express News. Greg Popovich said on Sunday of Vassell, who has been out with knee soreness, quote, I think he will be back pretty quickly. Now, Steve, I've been worried about this because I have a new, uh, I've, I've made a vow this year to take knee soreness seriously after what happened with Lonzo Ball. But I think uh, we can only feel good about this one. Yeah, when he started missing games, I did not think it was going to be three. Uh, I, I just thought he was out for a game. Pop was jerking us around but it, it apparently there was something there but yeah it sounds promising I, I know that i need him back in the leagues where i have yes devin vassal that missing him for three games and Ja for a game or two like just crushed my my dreams and made made dreams come true for people like jared six three baby <laughs> um, fun real fun weekend over here that was a swing from 7-2 uh, on Sunday to 6-3 in my direction. Wow. Um, wow. Devin Vassell, uh, I think it's good that there's an encouraging update here, but I'm just uh, – what we're seeing early from the Spurs is they might be willing to tank even harder than OKC for Timmy D 2.0. So I'm kind of nervous about literally everyone on the roster. Maybe not Jeremy Sohan, Sochin. Sochin, yeah. I want to talk Sochan. about him a little later, actually, yeah. But Vassell is a guy who definitely I could see getting shut down and and missing this many games for a sore knee. I mean, hey, maybe it's a really, really sore knee, but um, I just think that this is a guy when he comes back and when he puts up some solid lines, he is flirting with top 50 value. Maybe that's someone that you want to try to get off your roster. Yeah, I think the the Spurs are five and two, right? It's early. Okay, (laughs) you guys. 
three minutes in. Took three minutes for you two, you two to start going at it. My feeling on Vassell is that I think that sentiment that you expressed, Jared, is a is a one to keep in mind. And I, but I do think that you could also slow play it a little bit, and that's a trade you could potentially make in like January or February yeah, or something like don't, that. Don't do it now. It's too the yeah. injury is too fresh. Um, Kawhi Leonard, uh, uh, not good. We know he won't play Monday, and according to Andrew Greif of the LA Times. Ty Lu said this is going to be a game-to-game situation in terms of when Kawhi will be available. Just great, great times here for those of us who semi-panic-picked Kawhi in the third round of any company fantasy leagues that we're in. Now, <laughs> I don't really know, Jared, what new there really is to say here. I mean, other than if you drafted him, I think you just have to wait it out and, and hope that there comes a time in the season where he is playing enough and playing well enough that you actually say to yourself, Maybe maybe this is okay because that's the point I think when other people would actually want him. Does that make sense? Like you have to hope that you get to that point at any point, and that's when man, I'm sending out those offers. Yeah, I think that it's certainly too early to trade him. It's been like the worst start. I don't think you could even imagine. Um, nope. You know, I kind of with all the off season hype and how good he looked in his workouts, I didn't think that he was going to play barely two games and go on to miss the next four. He's out tonight on Monday. Um, it's not great. It's not great. I don't really know what you could get for him. Uh, in our 30 deep dynasty league, we saw Kawhi Leonard traded for Brandon Ingram. I would take that, but man, I, I think that you just kind of got to hope. I, I don't really know what you could extract at this point. I mean, I- I think it's the least surprising news I've ever heard. I I <laughs> will never draft the godfather of load management again. Uh he I, I just am not surprised. It it and if you've got him, you're stuck with him. Uh this reminds me of when the year Jared had Draymond Green and he tried to trade him every <laughs> oh, week. Every week best. for twenty weeks, uh we would all get the uh courtesy Draymond Green trade offer. And that's, I think <laughs> that's where we're going to be with Matt Straup and Kawhi Leonard this year, because I mean, I'm not giving you a bag of Doritos and a six pack of Natty light for Kawhi Leonard right now. In fairness, you do love your Natty light, but yeah, that, that's fair. I do think it's nice that we all like getting trade offers, right? Like thinking about that season where Jared was sending out all those Draymond offers. <laughs> even if you don't want to take the trade, like how exciting is it to get a trade offer pop into your inbox? It doesn't happen nearly often enough to be honest with you. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to barrage some people today with some weird Kawhi trades. I can't wait. I just, I said I was going to wait. Now, Steve, after what you just said, the offers are coming. You're so. going ex- <laughs> to accept the challenge. Have your fax machine at the ready, fellas. <laughs> uh, let's go to Detroit where Jalen Duran, the impressive 18-year-old, I think he's still 18 for a couple more weeks, rookie, uh, injured his ankle on Sunday, needed help to get to the locker room, as noted in our blurb on the Road to World Player news page. Now, Isaiah Stewart on Sunday in, by the way, a win over the Warriors, uh, scored a career-high 24-13 rebounds. Now, that's exciting. He did hit a couple threes. That's cool. But I think my concern about Isaiah Stewart is we're not seeing defensive production currently, just three steals, three blocks total in seven games, Steve. Yeah, but, I mean, he looked really good last night. It was sort of like a his breakout game for the season. I, I'm really not... Not too worried about him, although there are a lot of zeros uh, towards the right side of that that stat line for him. No, no assists, no steals, no blocks, no turnovers. Yeah. 
Uh, a little concerning, but I mean, he is a he is a big man. So if I mean, not all not all centers can be Nikola Jokic. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's fair. Jared, where, where are you on uh, Isaiah Stewart? Uh, given what I, you know, the the ups and downs of this stat line. I, I just think that, in my opinion, he's been pretty impressive this season. I feel like he's kind of taken a bit of a leap here. Yeah, the defensive stats aren't really there, but they weren't really there last season. It was 1.1 block per game. I don't think it's going to be 0.4. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also with Jalen Duran going down, I think that that gives him the ability to perhaps be earning minutes in the 30s while he's out. Uh, and that could be great for him. Um, he spoke last game about how he wants to get to the line more. Uh, and he feels like because he's this big, beefy guy, he needs to sell the contact a little bit more. And I believe last night he was 10 of 11 at the stripe. Uh, and if there's one way to improve your scoring, it's with chips, trips to the charity stripe. So I think that that's an interesting development from him. Uh, I, like, I like the rebounds. I like that his, his shooting percentages have gotten a little bit better as of late. I like what I'm seeing from him. Anthony Davis, another injury update. Now, he played well on Sunday, 23 points, 15 rebounds. The Lakers got their first win of the season, uh, but uh, said his lower back is was killing him. I mean, you could see, actually, at one point late in that game, he looked to be in serious discomfort. Uh, Steve, I know that you never worry about Anthony Davis being injured. That's <laughs> now, I've never even heard you reference it. Like you're As much as you worry about Kawhi, you never worry about Anthony Davis. What are your thoughts on this one? Um, yeah, Matt, there's video floating around out there of the most ridiculous locker room celebration I've ever seen. So the Lakers, <laughs> oh, won, their fir- the Lakers won their first so game. Great. They won their first game of the season. It was Darvin Ham's first win as a coach. So I get it. You want to, you want to pump that guy up and celebrate, but they're in there dancing and partying like they just won a world championship and the whole time ad's sort of like half slunched over uh you know like slunched you know, wait coach. wait wait is slunched a word no i think you've slouched. just coined it yeah slunched hunched okay. and slouched no no we're using that he's slunched over. slunched over that sticks I'm sure, like I'm sure that the celebration in that locker room did not do his back any favors. When when Trudell, when Mike Trudell interviewed him after the game, he was sitting in a chair. He like AD was sitting on a chair on the bench, and Trudell was standing up with a microphone in his face. I've never seen I've never seen that before. So yeah, I'm extremely worried about Anthony Davis in his back. Like this is not good. Uh, but congrats, you, you guys beat Denver. So. Denver's defense had a little uh, problem last night. Jared, they're playing uh, yeah. Wednesday. What are your thoughts? Well, I mean, you know, if you drafted Anthony Davis, this is what you signed up for. We all know who he is. Uh, yeah, his back's hurting, and it's really hurting. Um, it's not like one of those fake injuries. But, hey, he's ranked number five overall in the season. It is what it is. Yeah, if anyone's trying to get out of their Anthony Davis shares, I've got a Kawhi Leonard for you. Uh, if you want to just make a quick quick little swap there, we could work that out. There's not a universe where I could make that trade right now. Uh, let's go to a Portland injury update before we look at some trends in just a moment here. But according to Danny Morang, sports radio host in Portland, uh, we know Damian Lillard is out for Wednesday already. Uh, Jared, do we want to... St- Stream Shaden Sharp. He had that one good game, fifteen and eight. But then the next game was like highlight filled, but not 
fantasy really that productive. So what are your thoughts here? Uh, I think it's almost a coin flip between Sharp and Justice Winslow. Um, Mm -hmm. Sharp is that intriguing mystery box upside freak athlete, but maybe the stats don't really come around. Uh, Justice Winslow is going to like take a lot of shots, miss a lot of shots, but the counting stats might be there. Um, it's kind of a coin flip. I, I split my leagues with who I picked up. Um, that's how I feel. I don't know. Steve, I saw you retweeting a, a shade and sharp dunk. You were, you were pumped about it. It was a dunk package. It was a highlight package package. from that entire game. And they, it was spectacular. And for that reason alone, I will, I will take shade on sharp over the most boring, uh, gentleman I can think of justice Winslow, who, Man, the fact he just keeps popping up every year and and offering a little bit of value is pretty impressive for for Winslow. But man, Shade on Sharp kid is is I just hope he's in the dunk contest. And if I've got an open roster spot and he's playing that night, I, I'll 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 fly with him. We've got to play the literally the latest version of everyone's favorite play at home game. How old is Justice Winslow? Oh man. Tra- it's an interesting one. 26. 27. All right, guys. You made that too easy. Jared is 26. So, and Steve ah, has won. It. Good job, everyone. Well, that's because we, we play that game every year with, with him, and it's I starting know. to sink in. I, I got it got it to within one. I was hoping for like a 29 or 30 from someone there, but we couldn't <laughs> I think it. I said that last year. We couldn't get it. All right, let's get into some trends now, moving from injuries. I want to go to Houston. I know, Jared, this is one you were tracking this weekend. We've got a a couple of interesting situations here. We have Kevin Porter Jr., who some of us were a little nervous to draft, given the potential downsides in his stat line. Jared's raising his hand. I'll raise my hand as well. And boy, I think think I'm feeling a little regret about that, because so far he's been top 75 in nine category leagues, around 21 points, six and a half boards, five assists, 1.6 deals, 1.83s. The three categories we're worried about are not going nearly as badly as they could. 42 from the floor, 81 from the line, three and a half turnovers. I, I think, I don't remember exactly what I said, but in my mind, it was like, can he fix one of those going to the season? Well, he's fixed the free throw percentage, so he's not crushing you in all three. I think you can live with 42% shooting given what Kevin Porter Jr. is doing, right? Yeah, he's playing uh, way better than I was expecting. Um and also the steals have been elite. Uh, it's like 1. Yeah. 1.7? 1. Um, yeah, 1, uh, 1.6 or 1.7, yeah. Yeah, So and the rebounding numbers have been really good. So he's just kind of blowing away my expectations. Um, can he keep it up? Maybe. I mean, he's shown us these flashes before. Um, mm-hmm. You know, last year's shooting was horrific. Uh, I think the goal was kind of where he's at right now, around 41, 42%. That's kind of uh, great for him. And if he can go on a stretch where it's 45, uh, that's a lot of scoring. So um, this is probably a guy that I'll admit that I was wrong on. Yeah, I'm actually kind of mad at everybody I work with because KPJ's <laughs> kind of KPJ's kind of my my guy. Like he's one of my guys. And everybody was so negative and down on him going in. I think it, it wore off a little bit on me. And he's he's just balling out, dude. Like if you look at that uh, box score from was it Saturday, Sunday, he had eleven Sunday. of fourteen free throws. Mm-hmm. He had twenty six, eight and six with one turnover. Yeah, like yep. that's that. I don't know. He he has been 
he has exceeded expectations and he's he's legit, man. I like we we all slept on him and, and it stinks. And that stat line came against CP3. And he was struggling early in the half and he completely turned it around over the second half. It's just this is not the KPJ I'm used to. And those that one turnover was welcomed after he had combined 14 in his previous three games. Right. But I mean, look, bad turn, bad turnovers. That's the easiest one of those uh, categories to live with. You know, the yeah. categories where a player can totally sink you. But on the flip side, uh, Jalen Green is struggling a bit. Now he's averaging around 20 points per game at 2.73s. That's fine. You know, the rebounds, assists, steals are either a little lower or a little higher than you know, or, or right at what you're expecting, depending on how high you were on this player. But he's shooting just 37.6 percent from the floor. A little frustrating there, I think. Uh, Jared, do you think that he? Are you? How confident are you that Jalen Green will figure that aspect of it out? Uh, I'm confident that he'll turn around the shooting. Um, but what I'm more concerned about is that there's basically been no noticeable uptick in dimes or the defensive stats. Yeah. Um, yeah. In his sophomore year, they're nearly identical to last season, and if he's not able to become a better playmaker and start chipping in some defensive stats. It's going to be really hard for him to meet expectations. Uh, He was about a fifth round pick. Mm -hmm. It's going to be hard for him to do that with just points and triples. Uh, And that was kind of my concern about, look, I love watching Jalen Green play. I love, I love him as a player, but I wasn't really willing to take the mid round plunge because this was, this is what I was concerned about. Can he, do the peripheral stuff and it in the early stages are telling us not really not yet maybe i mean this team is so weird because all these all these guys should be in college pretty much like they're they're all so young it's it's such a young team and he has had some big scoring bursts but he's also got um he's got some shooting woes like he's shooting it more like i thought kpj would i think right. coming in Right. And I thought Jalen Green was going to have a monster year. So it is disappointing thus far. And I don't know. um, He's at least scoring enough and showing up on SportsCenter enough that you may be able to to trade him if you want to do so. Let's move to Dallas. Former Houston Rocket Christian Wood. It's been a little turbulent for him lately. Now, for the season, okay, uh, we're we're around 17 points and eight boards, 1.73s. That's fine, but just 0.7 blocks per game, plus he's shooting 65% from the free throw line on over six attempts per game. Now, in fairness, a lot of that stems from a three for 10 from the free throw line uh, debut with Dallas, but his last few games, uh, 11, 11, and five points after 20 plus points his first three games. So Steve, as the resident Dallas Mavericks expert, are you, what's your concern level with Christian Wood, uh, one to 10, 10 being the maximum? It's it's pretty low. Um, I'm not highly concerned. Those first three games, he was the I think the leading, the high scoring sixth man. You know, guy coming off the bench in the whole league. Uh, these last three games have kind of tailed off. The minutes are down, twenty four and two of them. Um, yeah. I, I tell you what, I, I'm not pleased that Dallas has decided to start Javale McGee. Um, and and bring this kid off the bench. Well, he's not really a kid anymore. Chris, Christian Woods kind of kind of getting up there, but it's been a rough three game stretch. I'm not going to lie, but the Mavericks have won two of those, and and they're out there to win games and not fantasy championships. So I, I get it, but a little, I'm mildly concerned. I'll, I'll go mild. 
What what number? Did we get a number out of you? Can I get uh, a number, please? And then I want to hear from you, Jared. Yeah, did I get a number? A number of what? What the level of concern? Out. One to ten. Ten. Oh, you're looking ten for panic. a number. I thought you. Were yeah, what a number? Me, thought you were asking me for Christian Wood's age. Uh, my level of well, concern. My level of concern is a three and a half. Three and a half. And by the way, Christian Wood is 27 years old. Jared, what's your uh, level of concern? Your thoughts on this situation? My level of concern is about a 13. Uh, he's looked. He's looked terrible. He has looked terrible these past three games there's a reason why those minutes were low and there's a reason why the lower minutes corresponded with w's he is just he is not responding well to this reserve role um and i don't quite understand why javale mcgee is the faux starter with 11 minutes and he doesn't close and then you just have Wood fighting with Massey Kleber and Dwight Powell for the reserve minutes. I mean, Luca could sure use some help. He could use another score in that first unit. Like when you watch the, these games, uh-huh. I, I think I watched the game the other day where we got to the third quarter and it was like Luca had 40 and everyone else was in single digits. Like <laughs> he needs help. I don't know how long he can keep this up. I get that he's young, but geez, like, Give him someone. And they did. They traded for Christian Wood. But he's looked awful. I think it's because he doesn't like coming off the bench. I don't know. It seems like could be a little bit of an attitude thing going on. Who knows? But it's not been good. Well, when when you listen to Luca or some of the other people on that team, they seem to love Christian Wood. And it's all, it's all you know, roses and strawberries and sunshine. But... You know, I, I don't know what happened between the first three games when he looked awesome. Like, we were talking about him after those first three games, Jared, your level of concern would be a one. Uh, the last three games, he's he's not been as as involved. And, in, you know, one of the knocks on Christian Wood when he was in Houston was that he didn't he didn't play a lot of defense. Um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not worried yet. And I, I doubt anyone in Dallas is. But, yeah, the last three games have been rough. All right, uh, they are off until Wednesday, so we have to wait patiently. Try to wait patiently. A bunch feels like a bunch of teams we've been talking about are off until Wednesday. Uh, but anyhow, let's stick with the concern theme. I want to go to Minnesota. Carl Anthony Towns is closer to a top 50 player so far than top 10. Uh, that's because he's averaging around 21 points, 8 rebounds, 5.3 assists, which is notable, but just 0.7 steals, 0.4 blocks, 2.03s. Uh Jared, are you concerned here? I mean, we, we were obviously wondering how his role would shift with Rudy Gobert on the team. There have been some positives, right? Like the the assists, but on the downside, the defensive stats have cratered. More to come on that, but I want to hear your thoughts. Yeah, um, I don't think that he's going to average 0.4 blocks for the season. Yeah, But, you know, maybe it's going to be 0.8. I don't know. Uh, you know, the, those those shot blocking, the defensive stats are going to dip when you add Rudy Gobert. He's going to spend more time on the perimeter. It's just less opportunity for him to block those shots. Um, I like the out-of-position dimes. I think that that's uh, pretty awesome. Uh, five mm-hmm. dimes from your center. Um, how concerned am I? I don't know. It's if I feel like if you're getting close to 2010-5 from a guy, I don't super care about what the ranks say he is. I don't think that that's the reason your team is in trouble. If, if it is, right. 
I'm mildly concerned because I don't know how he's going to block shots if he's playing the role of a shooting guard now. Like he, he stands out there and bombs threes. Um, I mean, he's he's taken seven, seven, five, six, six, and seven three pointers in in games. Uh, that's that's a lot of threes. Uh, he hadn't blocked a shot. He didn't block a shot in his yeah. first four games. He, he blocked right. two in his last one. Had he not blocked two in the last one? Uh, against San Antonio, I think we'd be even more more concerned. I mean, the reason you've drafted Cat and you took him between the tenth and fifteenth pick was to get those steals and blocks and threes, and and it looks like for now anyway, it might just be the threes. So, I mean, it's it's disappointing, it's concerning, uh, but like Jared said, he's getting twenty ten and five, so he's not ruining your team. I guess that's yeah. That's where we're I mean, I, I, you mentioned no blocks the first four games. He had one steal, no blocks in the first four games, but he has four steals, three blocks in the last three games. So that's a small sample size. Maybe it doesn't mean anything, but it's at least a start. And I think if we get the blocks in order, like we're all saying, we're going to be just fine here, you know, because we're, we're getting the dimes. Uh, so I think th- this one could go away pretty quickly, potentially. But I will tell you guys who is blocking shots. And Steve, I know you love this guy. You always talk about him. You said you got to draft Brooke Lopez. That's one of your <laughs> one of your mantras, Steve. If there's if there's one thing, uh, anyhow, this guy has quietly or not that quietly been dominating early on. Thirteen point six points, six point four rebounds, 0.8 steals, three point six blocks, two point six three pointers. I will repeat, Brooke Lopez, who I believe is thirty four years old, is averaging six point two combined threes and blocks. I mean, this is a guy that I actually am willing to draft late in late rounds, but I draft him. Maybe thinking the ceiling is like three combined. So obviously not sustainable, Steve, but what a value early on if you drafted this guy, which I know you did. Uh, I did not. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I've used him in DFS a couple of times, though. But, uh, you know, the Bucks are 5-0. and Brolo's playing really well. The Bobby Portis even blew up for one of those games. You know, the, yeah. bad, the bad Brolo game, I think, was the big Bobby Portis game. But... Man, he's blocking shots. He's stealing. He's he's making free throws. He's hitting threes. He's is it the what did you call this in in our note, Jared? The the Brooke Lopez redemption revenge tour. tour. <laughs> revenge tour. Well, it's, it's that. It's just like your team. It's the revenge season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I mean, he's he's been quietly kind of awesome. Yeah, I mean, look, this guy basically didn't play last year because of back surgery. And, um, but he did show some of these flashes during the playoffs. Uh, I think that his shooting percentages from three uh, may have been off. They are not anymore. Uh, He is banging in those threes. He is 3.6 blocks, man. Uh, I think this is a clear sell high. Um, But how do you like, what would you sell high for? Because no one's going to give you look, he's putting right. up top fifteen numbers. No one's going to give you a top fifteen guy for a guy you drafted basically right. in the last round. Would you take a top fifty player for him? I mean, or do you yeah, just enjoy I, the ride? I think either approach is fine. I also think in the case of like a Brook Lopez who's playing really well earlier, another guy who we may not have time to talk about, but is playing really well. Boyan Bogdanovich, who just mm-hmm. got an extension in the Pistons. The, like, 
I don't think you try to trade that guy one for one necessarily, right? You put him into a multiplayer trade and it's that's the sell high method in my mind, right? Because that's smart. yeah, you offer Brooke Lopez one for one around your league, people are gonna be like, okay, buddy, thanks, you know? <laughs> um, but I mean, I, I, I don't know, like obviously this is not sustainable, right? The, the blocks and threes, it's it's outlier numbers for him. By the way, Steve, you referenced a bad Brooke Lopez game. I guess that was the one where he had... Seven point six <laughs> rebounds, six blocks, and a three. I think that was his worst game of the yeah, year. Yeah, that was the bad. Uh, six blocks, worst game of the year. But yeah, to answer your question, Jared, sure, top fifty. But I mean, I, I think if I drafted him, I'm just saying, yeah, of course he's going to drop off from this. But he's still probably worst case getting me a block and a half and a three and a half, and that's pretty valuable. Yeah, yeah. I think it could be two blocks. I honestly do. It he's- could be. Yeah, yeah. And Would by the you, way, Portis is thriving too. I mean, at least as well as you could expect in a center platoon. Sorry, Steve, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was going to ask if you guys would trade uh, Brooke Lopez for for Bull Bull. Oh man, uh, uh, Bull Bull is playing really well. I wish I had gotten him in more leagues. Um, I'd rather have Brooke Lopez. If yeah, it, I'd rather have Brooke, but I do love feels, Bull Bull. I yeah, Bull Bull is a blast, though. While we're talking about Bull Bull. It, do you guys, Matt, do you think he becomes a top 75 player in a points league this season? That's from Empire Zeus. Well, every time I get a question about a points league, I have to know what the scoring is. Right. I mean, it's it's funny that question is asked because I think Bull Bull's numbers on the season, 11 points, nearly seven boards, two and a half blocks, um, almost nothing else in other categories other than great field goal shooting. Do you have him inside the top 75? Um, I mean, I think he's going to be close, man. Yeah. As long, if he keeps starting and they leave him out there. Yeah, he hasn't I, even started hitting threes yet. And we know that's part of his. He's only hit two threes all year. That is part of his repertoire. Uh, I think there's a lot to like here. 16 points, 11 boards, three blocks. A season high 30 minutes his last game. His minutes have gone. We talk about Christian Woods minutes going in the wrong direction. Bull Bull, 20, 22, 27, 30 the last four games. I mean, he's carving out a big role. I don't know if he can stay healthy, but it's exciting. Dude, he looks like Slenderman out there. Like his his legs, when you watch it on TV, are it's unbelievable how his body is built. Like it's it's wild. And then you know, watching him get a rebound and take it around it behind his back and coast yeah. to coast, lay it in in traffic. Like it's, it's yeah, it's super fun. I'm just thank goodness he's being allowed to play. Sorry, I got us off track there. Uh, points like leagues, I, I don't know, um, but I think that in category leagues. I feel like his floor is top 50, honestly. He's been yeah, incredible. He's been, yeah, and the numbers I cited are before kind of the recent uptick. So if this yeah. trend continues. Let's talk one more player specifically before we get into some waiver wire leftovers and some players to consider dropping. Uh, the guy I want to talk about is Zion Williamson, who returned from a two-game absence, put up 21, 12, and 7 with a steal. Jared, I know coming to the season you were – over the roof, excited about Zion. And I just wanted to take stock of where he is. This is a snapshot after four games. He's just inside the top 60 of nine category leagues. He's, you know, around 22 points, eight boards, three and a half dimes, 1.8 steals, half a block, no threes, 50 from the floor, 72 from the line, two and a half turnovers. Looking at that stat line, right? How does it compare to what you expected? Where is he higher? Where is he lower? Like, where does this where does this land for you as like a realistic or not realistic snapshot of what we, what we could expect from Zion? The scoring's going to come up. Uh, that's I just feel like that's just going to happen. Uh, my favorite part about his his stat line this year is that he's finally coming through with those defensive statistics. 
Uh, hmm. 1.8 steals per game. Uh, that's awesome. And last night, man, his playmaking was absolutely off the charts. He would have had a triple-double if it weren't for some guys coughing up bricks. He had like seven dimes, a couple Devontae Grams and Jose Alvarados. Like there was this one pass where he was in the post and he just threw this beautiful no-look bounce pass. And it's not going to be a highlight because the guy bricked it. But what I'm seeing from him, unbelievable. Um, I think in his second game of the season, they played a lot of zone. And that, like, messed him up. It, 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 he struggled with it. And that's something that he's going to have to learn to overcome. When they pack the paint, how can he be effective? But I saw him do it last night with cuts, smart cuts. Uh, Devontae Graham hit him with this beautiful alley-oop. I love Zion Williamson. I love watching him play. And I think uh, if you would go ahead and punt uh, free throws, he's probably close to top 20. Okay. Uh, four of those steals came in game one. So in his last three games, he has one steal in each of them. So I, one. I get it that you're fired up about the 1.8. I don't know if that's realistic. I'll take First, one. How many, missed game, <laughs> how many missed games do we have? One. Right, two, two, two. Yeah. so two out of two out of six. So that's that's um, that's almost Kawhi Leonard pace right there. No, sir. I don't. I'm just very no, nervous. I am very nervous about Zion Williamson still playing basketball. You know, after Christmas, like how long is it going to take before something happens? I hope it doesn't because Jared, like you, I I like to watch him play. Um, he's he's one of the more more fun guys to watch play when he's healthy. The lack of blocks is a little weird because I feel like he's so athletic and mm-hmm. and can do so many things. You think he's it's like yeah. uh, Blake Griffin. You know, Blake Griffin was never a shot blocker, but it felt like he should have been. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel yeah. like that's where we are with Zion. But you know, I don't have any Zion after he burned me last year um, so bad, but. You know, I he do. didn't burn you and auto pick burn you, by the way. But proceed. I didn't get auto picked. Yeah, you did in thirty deep. You got auto picked round one. Zion Williamson, and that was your season. It was not an auto pick. I did it. I did it on purpose. Mm. And if it was an auto pick, I put myself on auto pick. We can discuss that another time. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's awesome. But I, I, I hope he can stay healthy. Yeah, I mean, to your point about the shot blocking. I mean, it was during preseason. I saw one, you know, Zion had one of the most spectacular blocks you'll see just flying and throwing it off the backboard. It's like, would be cool if he could, you know, with that kind of leaping ability, could average like a block a game. I don't know that we're going to get that. I think I'm somewhere between Jared's optimism, extreme optimism, and Steve's concern. I think, yeah, I do expect the scoring to go up 50% from the floor. He should be better than that long, long term. A little injury worry. I also think the free throw percentage is a little encouraging quietly, especially yeah. since it's 72% and he's only getting four attempts per game. That's a pretty nice combo. You're not at the moment. You're like, well, maybe I don't, maybe Zion's not forcing me into a free throw punt at this point. Uh, long season, a lot, lot left. It could still happen. But anyways, uh, yeah, I think that there's more ceiling here and some lingering injury concern. And on that note, we have more to come. Waiver wire leftovers and potential drops from your roster. First, we're going to take a quick break. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, 
and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Elbow grease and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Download the Roto World app to receive breaking player news all season long. Stay ahead of the competition by favoriting players on your roster. Get the latest injury updates, player news, and much more delivered right to your phone. It's available in your app store today. Meanwhile, it is a weekend of must-watch events on NBC and Peacock. It all begins with the Horses and the Breeders' Cup Saturday at 3.30 p.m. Eastern, followed by Tigers, Clemson Tigers, taking on Notre Dame football in South Bend and capped off with Saturday Night Live. The action continues Sunday with the NASCAR Cup Series Championship at 3 p.m. and wraps up with the Titans battling the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football starting at 7 p.m., all of it on NBC and Peacock. Okay. Steve has to take the aforementioned kid to the orthodontist. He has an early out here. We're going to try to fly through these, okay? Quick hitting style. Waiver wire leftovers. These are some guys we either didn't mention on the Friday Waiver Wire podcast or uh, wanted to just uh, shine a little more light on just as a reminder. So let's start with Jalen Williams, the Thunder rookie, returned from his orbital bone fracture, posted 13-3-3 with four steals and a block in 27 minutes. 37% 37% rostered. To me, this guy is well worth a pickup if he's out there. Showed that versatile skill set that we like, Steve. And then I want to hear from Jared as well. Quickly on these guys. Uh, Yeah, I, I like him. He's back. I'm sad he got hurt to begin with. And if if they – I'm like Ron Burgundy with the Oklahoma City Thunder. If you if you play for the Thunder, Steve will, Steve will pick it up. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah, he's great. He's great. Um. It's important to note that Josh Giddy has been out. That's impacting sure. how effective he can be. But uh, on this OKC team, yeah, man, like late late in the season, I just want him on my team, honestly. And I'll, I'll stick with him through the rough times because his potential is off the charts. And um, I do feel like maybe he's the guy who doesn't get shut down, maybe. And Josh no. Giddy and Shea do. Um Man, Shea, by the way, she's number one overall at the moment. Yeah, when he's out there, he's looked spectacular. And I do think, you know, you said Josh, it's worth noting Josh Giddy's out. It's also worth noting that someone's going to be out on this team right. <laughs> most yeah. of the time. Uh, in Phoenix, DeAndre Ayton is out with an ankle sprain. Now, uh, we have a Jock Landell situation, 12% rostered. He had 16 and 7 with a steal and a block on Sunday. That was in 23 minutes. Bismack Biombo has been the more popular pickup off waivers, 39% rostered. He blocked five shots in 22 minutes, but he also had just 5.5 rebounds Sunday. Jared, who do you like better between these two, Jock Landale or Bismack Biombo? 
I like Landale between the two. I think that he offers a little bit more upside. Bismack Biombo's basically just boards and blocks, which is fine. Blocks is a rare category, but I like. Um, I think that Lawndale is going to give you a little bit more. So that's who I would go with between the two. Yeah, Landale um, did all of that on Sunday night in the first half, I believe. He had 16, 16 points at halftime. He finished with 16 points. He had seven rebounds. Um, Biombo had five blocks. So, I mean, I think it depends on what you want. Yeah, um, that's true. If you need a more rounded player who can score, you want – I think you want Jock, Jock Lando, who I like to refer to as uh, Happy Jocktober, which unfortunately it's the last day of Jocktober. Um, oh wow! Sadly, we we must say goodbye. But uh, if you want blocks, you go you you go busy. Uh, we talked about Lonnie Walker on both of our waiver wire podcasts, but I, so I'm a little shocked that he's only 35 percent rostered after another strong game Sunday. 18 points, five boards, a steal, two blocks, three triples in 35 minutes. We don't think of Lonnie Walker as a defensive stats guy, but 1.2 steals, 1.0 blocks on the season, has at least one steal and at least one block in five or six games. So, uh, Steve, I don't know. I mean, I'm almost at the point where I'm picking up Lonnie Walker and and just seeing where this goes, even though I kind of have some doubts based on his track record. Well, and it's cool. I mean, we're talking about him today after he had 18 points, two blocks and a steal and three threes on Sunday. If we were talking about him on Saturday – you know, he had six points, one block, zero steals, zero threes on Friday night. I think, you know, we got to take both of those games into consideration sure. here because I think he's going to, that's sort of how he's going to roll. He's going to be inconsistent uh, for, you know, one of the league's possibly worst teams that finally got their first win last night. But um, yeah, I mean, if you're sitting on Dylan Brooks or Pokushevsky, Maybe you should have maybe you should have uh, Lonnie Walker instead. Dylan Brooks did just score thirty, but uh, but point taken about Poku. Uh, Jared, what about you with Lonnie? Yeah, I mean, I think Steve pretty much nailed it. I don't have too much to add there. Um, I don't love his shooting percentage, but look, he's putting up numbers. This team's really bad. Um, I think that you know maybe a Buddy Heel trade could kind of wreck him, but who knows if that'll sure. happen? So uh, he's playing well for now, kind of uh, late round, but still, uh, sure, yeah. Brandon Ingram is out due to a concussion. Najee Marshall has been playing well, nineteen points, six boards, four and a half assists in his last two games. The Pelicans don't play till Wednesday, so that's just a situation to monitor Brandon Ingram's status. So I want to move past that one because I think this is basically. If Ingram's out, yeah, stream Najee Marshall again. But let's talk about the guy we talked about. He's traveling, but yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah, I mean, and, and you got to ask yourself: Do I want to hold Najee Marshall till Wednesday? Do I want right. to kind yeah. of play and the it, wire until then? But mm-hmm. worthwhile guy if we think Ingram's out. Uh, Jeremy Sochin of the Spurs, who we talked about, had a big game on Friday: thirteen points, six boards, five dimes, a steal, a block, and two triples. Then he missed their Sunday game due to illness. But Jared. I, I like this guy. I think he's showing some of that defensive upside that we like. It's encouraging to see him even be able to score 13 with five assists because the the book on this guy as well, he's not ready offensively. But this mm-hmm. is promising. 15% roster, I believe. Yeah, I like him a lot. Um, and I think that his, his playmaking is nice. His defensive abilities are nice. And I think he's going to get a ton of opportunity on this Spurs team. Um, it was a little bit... Uh, annoying to see him go down, but hey, maybe he'll be back really quickly. Uh, I like him. 
Which spur are you talking about? Jeremy Sochan. The, the... Oh, right, right. The guy with the, the, guy with the cool um, hair. Like white hair. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I was checking him out uh, before he got hurt, and he was playing pretty good. But really, this Spurs team, like I just rolled uh, all the scrubs out last night in DFS, and almost all of them came through. Uh, Dougie McBuckets was <laughs> racking up points. KDB, Kated Bates, had, had, had a fun game. <laughs> Um, all everybody. So I mean, you can pretty much pick a spur, any spur right now, and and you'll you'll probably be okay until until these studs are back. But um, very intrigued by session. I think they want to play him all year too. Marcus Morris returned from a personal absence, twelve points, eight boards, four assists, with a steal and two triples in twenty-seven minutes in that ugly loss for the Clippers on Sunday. Uh, Jared, it seems like Morris could be a real nice guy to roster if you have, I don't know, say a Kawhi Leonard on your squad <laughs> as kind of a guy who may have some standalone value, but you definitely know you're starting this guy when Kawhi is out. He's 32% rostered. Ooh, 32. So when I was writing the pickup of the day, he was at 25. So that's a nice little uptick there. Uh, he was the pickup of the day for me yesterday. Uh, he's flirting with top 50 value through his first four games or something like that. And Kawhi Leonard is just clearly going to be eased back into things. He's out again tonight. He's not ready. So that just makes it elevates Marcus Morris's role in the offense. Uh, he's playing well. I think that his roster ship percentage should be higher. Yeah. And I mean, Marcus Morris is their starting power forward, even when Kawhi is there. And and he's a good player. And he he he'll block shots occasionally, although he doesn't have any yet this year. He'll he'll block shots. Uh, he'll get steals and he'll hit three. So I, it seems like he should be rostered everywhere to me. Steve, I know you have an out today. Are you going to be able to hang with us for a few players we're talking about dropping or do you have to go? Uh, I think I'm going to roll out. I, I've got to go. Okay. Steve, but it's been be a delight. Good luck with the orthodontist. Have a great Halloween. I know you're excited for the festivities, so enjoy it. I cannot wait for trick-or-treating on the square. See you guys. Perfect. Adios. See you later. All right, Jared, let's let's do these potential drops real quick before we get out of here. And the first guy I want to talk about is a guy who's 65% rostered in Yahoo. It's our old friend Harrison Barnes. Now, for mm. the season, the numbers look very droppable, okay? 10.5 points, 4.8 boards, 2.5 dimes, 0.6 steals, 0.2 blocks, 0.43s. As I was writing this up, I was like, this guy's a no-brainer drop. I happened to look at the game log, though, and the last couple games actually look pretty good. Um, and he's still averaging 31 minutes per game on the season. So maybe he's a hold? What do you think? I think these questions always depend on who you're getting from the waiver wire. Sure. But sure. I don't think that, you know, Harrison Barnes playing better, but still kind of just a late round guy. There's not a lot of upside here. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. I guess I would be 50 50. If, if there's, if you're in a deep league and there's not much on your waiver wire, maybe just stick with them. But if you're in like a 12 team league with 13 roster spots, there has to be more attractive guys on the waiver wire. All right. James Wiseman is 62% rostered. He is averaging 8.7 points, 4.4 rebounds, 0.9 dimes, zero steals, 0.4 blocks, zero threes. Uh, five and 13 minutes the last two games respectively i mean jared you're a warriors fan uh yeah. do you see can, can you muster any reason to hang on and hope that wiseman can carve out a 20 to 25 minute per game uh role anytime soon 
No, I think it's going to take an injury. It's going to take an injury to Kevon Looney or Draymond Green, but the the minutes just aren't there. The role isn't even really there. His minutes have been sporadic. Um, five mm-hmm. minutes in an overtime game. That is not great. That was against mm-hmm. Charlotte in a loss. And then last night, it was 13 minutes. Like He's not even clearing the 15-minute mark. I think he may have done it once or maybe twice. The, the minutes just aren't there. Jared, we are going to... Um, I just noticed a few couple user questions that I want to get to in a second. But first, let's 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 finish out these drops. Brandon Clark, 61% rostered. Uh, we've already talked about dropping him on a previous podcast. I mean, we can move on, right? He's only top 20 yeah. minutes one time. I'm a little surprised on. the numbers... I'm, I'm surprised the numbers at 61, honestly. Yeah, me too. He's not giving us anything. Yeah. This next one hurts me because it's DeAndre Hunter, who's 56% rostered. He is shooting it well from the floor, 51.5%. Like he has clearly worked on his jump shot and his offense, but it's not translating to fantasy, really. The, the pluses are you do have 14.5 points and one and a half threes, but four rebounds, 1.3 assists, 0.3 steals, no blocks. I mean, it's just a shaky fantasy resume, a, a defense guy who has not ever figured out how to get defensive stats. So <laughs> I'm out. Like in a super deep league, I think he's a hold, but otherwise I'm out. Yeah, no, he's he's not doing nearly enough. Uh, the dimes aren't there. They're not going to be there with DeJounte Murray and Trey Young. Yeah. Um, and like you said, the defensive stats aren't there either. So how much do you want 14.5 points and 1.5 triples? It's That's right. not a winning formula in fantasy hoops. Right. All right. Um, I want to ask you about one more, and this is an interesting one because I, I want to talk about R.J. Barrett, who is rostered in the grand majority of fantasy leagues. I think he's probably started in most fantasy leagues. But just looking at his numbers, he's, he's such an interesting case because right, he's averaging 17.7 points, 5.8 rebounds, 2.2 dimes, 1.23s. If you look, if I just say that, you say, of course you got to play him. Of course he's he's roster worthy. He's he's a no brainer start. But then. from the floor on 16.7 attempts. Mm. Uh, I believe he's got no steals and is averaging 0.3 blocks. He's 242nd in nine category (laughs) leagues. I know you're not always a big, you know, where they are on the nine category leaderboard guy, Jared, but let's just hear me out. Finished 266 last year, 173rd the year before, and 339th the year before that. And this is all while he gets points. I mean, he, he gets some points in threes, but... I mean, adding, oh, by the way, one more thing to add. He's outside the top 240 while shooting a career-best 79% from the free throw line. So, like, he's fixed one of his weak areas, and he's still, like, maybe not a guy you should have in your lineup. I think it's so interesting because, I don't know, I feel like he's hurting some fantasy rosters more than some people may realize. I agree. Um, let's put it this way. We do a top 200 ranking before the season starts, and he didn't make right. the top 200. He right. I didn't even rank him. I just th- he's completely off my radar because of his deficiencies. Like, yeah, the points are there, but there's no defensive numbers. The right. he's going to hurt your field goal percentage. Uh, right. Points league, it's a little bit different. I don't play in points sure. leagues, but <laughs> not in category formats. Yeah. Okay. We're we're on the same page there. Let's get to a few um, a few of these uh, questions from our viewers. Uh, this is from Hollow Man Nine Two Eight, who wants to trade my Donovan Mitchell and a Kongwu. For Devin Booker, to me, I kind of take a Kongwu out of the equation here because we've kind of established he's Clint Capella's backup. Uh, if you're in a super deep league, maybe he's a relevant guy, but otherwise, he's really just a contingency play. So this comes down to who would you rather have between Donovan Mitchell and Devin Booker? And 
I have to double check the rankings, but I don't feel super strongly about this one. Do you? It's, it feels like a coin flip. Donnie Mitch is currently Mitchell's, putting up yeah. top ten numbers, but that's going to change. Better. That's going to change yeah. when Darius Garland gets back. But it's right. not like he's going to fall off a cliff. He should be in the top twenty. He's incredibly right. talented. Booker's yeah. putting up probably top seventeen numbers. Yeah. Yeah, um, yep, 22, I think, and Mitchell's 10. I mean, but I see both these guys staying in the top 25. So, I mean, I, I don't... So, you're yeah. basically getting the better player now, plus one yeah. for Booker. I mean, it's a coin flip. No, yeah, he's trading Mitchell in a Kongwu. It's a coin flip. Close close trade. Um, don't feel super strongly about that one. I guess we were supposed to give an answer. Um, uh, I'll hang on to Mitchell. If I've got Mitchell, I'm just going to hang on to him in this case. If you're a book, huge Booker fan, that's fine. But I don't. I just keep Mitchell. I think for absolutely no reason. I will say uh, the opposite. Go ahead and make okay. the trade. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, okay. This is Mackie Donut. Twelve team, nine category. You guys like Ubre, Norm Powell, or Jalen McDaniel's? I know Ubre had a real clunker last time out. I think he shot four for sixteen. But prior to that, he was looking pretty good for the shorthanded Hornets. I think he. He's averaging. He's getting a bunch of steals, I believe. Uh, well, he's at one point three now. Uh, I I lean Ubre. He bounced back with an Ubre. eighteen five and five game. I think he's the guy I'd want the most out of that that three player combo. Uh, oh yeah, and then this is this is one we already covered. A two Z Wellington thoughts on Jalen Williams. We mentioned it. We like him. Worth a pickup. Thirty seven percent rostered. So go get him if you can. Um, all right. We did it, Jared. Um, we are at the end of our list here. Uh, Want to say a reminder, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you listen. Take a minute to rate and review us as well. Programming reminder, we are here Monday and Friday every week. So we'll be back on Friday with the week three waiver pickups. Thanks to everyone for listening, watching live, and sending us in some questions. Jared, thank you. Steve, I know you're listening. Thank you as well. Talk to you guys soon. Adios. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.